Hello and welcome to episode 166 of the ANF podcast with me, Scott Cassenrenny, and himself, Fah. In a manly voice, Al Coates. <laughs> manly voice. That's a, there's a first. <laughs> I know. Well, h- how the hell are you before we get into the man stuff? How the hell are you doing? The man stuff? Ooh. Um, yeah, not bad. Don't say not it bad. like Larry Grayson. <laughs> oh, so that's I. <laughs> oh. Promises, promises. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And that's how not to start a podcast. Yeah, no, that is how to start a podcast, I feel. Um, Yeah, I'm very good, actually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my holiday next week. Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, you had the chance to go as well. I did not. Scott, to dear listener, Scott has been freelancing flouncing himself <laughs> around the internet on other people's podcasts. What podcast tartage have you got yourself up to now? Where have you been? What have you been talking well, about? Well, this came through Facebook and you were invited and you well, I don't know what happened, why you didn't come. But anyway, I was kind of glad you didn't because you just talk all over me when we do interviews. So it's easier. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it was the Tech for Good Live podcast, right? Which Now this does sound strange. I have to admit, Dear listeners, because I turn up to the podcast, I do my bit, and then I go away, and then Al does everything to do with the technical side of it because I'm just uh-huh. useless. And to be honest, you're lucky I can log into a Yeah, well, no, I, I wouldn't say that. It's just if if I got too deep into it, the control freak nature that I have, I would want <laughs> to control it. So therefore, I do all the 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 the, the pictures and stuff, the pictures, <laughs> and you yeah. do all the back. <laughs> I pull the levers and you do the painting. Exactly. I, I do the painting, yeah. But, Crayons um, yeah, and spanners. It That's was a really, it yeah, it was a really, really interesting approach. So it's somebody who um, is an adopted parent who um, does a podcast called Tech Good Live. Oh, can't remember. Tech for Good. Tech for Good Live. Right. Podcast. She does a podcast. She does it with um, some colleagues. They're all in the tech sector, um, and they. So, so basically, it's a two parter. It's over two weeks. So the first week will be an interview. Oh, two weeks. Yeah. No. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so the first one. Listen. You get invited to the parties. Uh, you've got the MB. I get invited on podcasts. Come on. That's fair. That's right. Fair. That's fair. Um, um, because I'm nice, and um, yeah, and basically the first part was about um, AI technology, which was I I I read the the thing that they sent beforehand. I was like, there's there's not a hope. There is not a hope of me having any opinion on this. But actually, when we got into the, you read it. <laughs> I actually did. <laughs> if you send it from man. an un, if you send it from an unknown email address, I, I tend to read those ones. But if it comes from you, I'm just like, oh, it's just out. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, uh, so but when I read it, I was thinking AI. What like because I'm struggling to get the AI thing off my Snapchat because you know how I use Snapchat to communicate with the boys. That's the only reason I use uh-huh. Snapchat. And it came up with my AI once, and I was like, how do you get rid of that? And apparently, you can't get rid of it. And I'm, it scares me absolutely. Oh scares the living daylights out of me, the AI technology thing does. But anyway, when we got into it, the, the, the first part of the podcast, which is out next week, I think, um, is a discussion, um, the, the, yeah, the discussion about the AI technology and for good and for bad. So that's why they call it Tech for Good live podcast. So they, they, every works. week they do something that's good in terms of tech and then something that's bad in terms of tech. So the good thing was about child labor. Um, they've, they've developed an AI in... I think it's Liverpool, um, an AI that will um, basically t- detect child labour and blah, 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 all that sort of stuff, right? Don't Please don't ask me how it works because I haven't got a clue. Okay. Right, right, so we okay. discussed that. We discussed that. Um, and I had a few comments to make on that. And then the bad bit was an AI um, app for religion, which is bad, 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 because it's not filtered. So therefore, somebody could ask a, a question, and I'll put it simply, uh, can I, um, well, let's let's just say, can I take somebody's life, right? Let's just put it that way, because yeah, I don't want to yeah, use yeah. The, the words that potentially get um, risk, risky. Um, and these these AIs, depend on the religion, will, mm-hmm. could, will come back to you and say, yes, but as long as it's do 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 
so there's no filter on them to make sure that actually they're within the law and all that sort of stuff. So it's really yeah, like morals and ethics and yeah. values all in the mix. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that was obviously a big worry. And, and, you know, like I was saying, we've got enough to worry about for our kids at the, at the minute, you know, but it's, that's an interesting point because someone got in touch with me, secret squirrel, um, mm. via message, <laughs> infamous secret squirrel. Um, and he said, um, uh, this is a conversation people are having about social work and use of AI in terms mm. of um, assessments, actually wow. writing assessments, because there's a skill to writing assessment that's beyond just collate. Yeah. In some ways, you could collate the data, then the AI could potentially yeah. give you the analysis of that in mm. terms of like, a, I'm not sure how it would work in terms of a PAR, but there's... Yes. I, I'm just I'd like, yeah. And I said, I said it yesterday, and I don't want to give too much away, obviously, because you know people should listen to it because it's actually a really good podcast. When you when when you get into the guts oh, of it, you might think it's just for techie people. It's not for techie people, and they were really really lovely and they're really friendly and they didn't take the mickey out of me. They didn't talk over me. They let me speak, etc. etc. Sounds hellish. <laughs> An awful podcast. <laughs> but I did mention the fact that you know if there's technology available for child labour then potentially the, the 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 technology could be there for you know children who are being mistreated yeah um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know possible what? thoughts yeah uh, i'm still not sure i would trust it um well, and anyway so so the second part of the podcast which will be out the week later is about technology in the adoption sector so that's which, the bad bit isn't it no, like the podcast no 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 so that was just really an opportunity to have a chat about how tech and, and bear in mind this is from my knowledge it's not like there, there's probably loads of more stuff that i wasn't you know wasn't aware of and all that sort of stuff before anybody hunts me down and beats me um but yeah just talking about how to, how things have changed in the adoption sector using technology so th things like um uh, link maker um contact etc um, oh, yeah. and yeah. Oh, matching ai could do matching couldn't it oh well, you know. oh shut your mouth that yeah well, that would be a because <laughs> no in terms of we there's an element of that being a manual process. And then yeah. that interpl interplay of that comes all the biases, the human biases, mm -hmm. the human, pre you know, all that kind of stuff in stereotypes, all of that. But if you just put into like, hey, find a match for this couple or find a match for this child. Yeah. Yeah, I could yeah. do that. Well, you know, I mean, um, uh, Bex, who's uh, the, co the host who, who invited me on. Oh, uh, first name terms now. Oh yeah, yeah, and she's a massive fan of, of our podcast. She she oh, was fan wow. she was fan girl, and to the point where Greg, who's our co-host, was tell, more or less telling her off to stop fan girl. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But um, I mean, she's a techie, and she you know she said herself that you know she would love to be able to build something in the sector for contact that would help con contact and support contact. And you know, like I said, to her, there is stuff being developed at the minute and being looked into. But um, you know. Um, yeah, so who knows? But yeah, um, was able to plug yeah. our podcast um, and the work that we're doing at FASDR, and in the hope that there's, in the hope that there was maybe a, um, a, a what they called, oh, then people who like to support causes who've maybe got a bit of cash in their oh, back pocket, like a benevolent kind of individual. Yeah, would, yeah. yeah. what are well, they called? Well, they're called something. Anyway, it'll come to me. I'm sure it will at a, the worst possible moment. And um, well, yeah, I might listen to that. Um, I probably should listen to that, shouldn't I? But I, you should because you, actually, you'll find it really interesting from the techie side. I guarantee you. So even if you but just listen you to the first one, you said I was invited, but I didn't get, actually get an invite. It was like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> Al's not coming. Yeah, because I right, thought, you know what? You get enough things. You get fair enough, enough invites. Fair enough. Apparently, you've got an invite to Adoption UK now. So, are you going to the barometer? I am. Are you going to go? Flights. Yes, I've booked my flights. Um, I'm going to the launch of the barometer next Wednesday, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Westminster. So, oh, that'll be my. That, uh, there's lots of first in there. First time I've been back with the Adoption UK crowd since I left. First time oh, at Westminster. It's going to be like a Mexican standoff over the buffet. Oh, oh is there a buffet? Um, <laughs> um, no one said and, anything about a buffet. And even though I was at Adoption UK when the barometer was, you know, first started yeah. and stuff, yeah. I, I never got to go to a launch. So, yeah, there's lot, lots of first. But, yes, we were both invited. Well, sorry, you were invited, and then I kicked off. <laughs> so, <laughs> <my spare>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going. And then we've, we've been invited to something else as well today. But um, I, I don't know if you've seen that email. But, yeah, we've been invited to something else as well. Some um, we? presentation of research, yeah. But Oh, 
I'll have to have a look at that. Um, but yeah, that's so, when so, you, oh, you know, I know what you do. You, you, you troll the emails and then if you like them, you discreetly <laughs> move them into another folder. <laughs> you think, oh, I'll have, I'll have a bit of that one. <laughs> you slippery fish. You. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, enough oh. of your, your excitement. And, um, uh, I, we, shall we crack on with this podcast about men things? Yeah, let's. Yes. Well, maybe I'll tell you one thing that happened to me this week is why I got social work done, which is really odd because I was in a yeah. meeting. Um, I'm really interested to hear this. What's, what's the story? Well, so uh, I have to be really careful because it's all got incredibly political um, in terms of the inner machinations of national organisations. Um, so I, it's all gone a bit wrong and it's all gone a bit wonky and it's all kind of okay in the end, right? But halfway through, I was social worked by a social worker that were kind of like trying to make everything okay and they literally social worked me and I, and I came away and I had this like visceral reaction to like and I thought it was do you know I've ever been social worked where there's a sense of it's just slightly insincere you mm. get this sniff where you think they're saying all the right things right but I'm not sure I believe you so it actually that it might be me who's maybe it might be my issue maybe not their issue I don't know but I maybe I, I suppose I thought well after having been having had social workers for like 20 plus years you yeah. i don't know whether you get a really he knows for when <laughs> when it like when this is good social worker bad social yes yeah. <laughs> i can smell this it this is gonna I get me into so much it. trouble i can smell it <laughs> it's just a whiff. I it's it. not you I know, but anyway it's probably gonna get me um cast out of the profession um onto the dung heap of anyway uh so that i just got a social work and it was really odd sensation i thought oh i've forgotten what that feels like so that was really odd and it made me kind of mindful of my own practice and being trying to be better well, at being a know, social work there you go there's the thing isn't it? that's the key part of that so never social work somebody the way that you don't like to be social worked because even though you are a social worker um you're a parent. <laughs> how did that happen and yeah and how did that happen my days they must have been having a bad day the day they qualified you but anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the barrel <laughs> yeah gotta get the quarters up oh there's only year. one left oh no oh it's him <laughs> oh well put him somewhere safe <laughs> <laughs> oh my days oh, Joe, we're God. laughing we're laughing <laughs> but <laughs> no you're uh, a very good social worker i'm sure well you don't know that do you well i do actually because i've spoken no, you to don't. people who know yes i do no you don't know that i've never social worked you no you've never and you never will because if you did i would just punch you and run away well i do um, try and social work you because i always when I, when I want something from me i go hiya yeah, how I was know. your weekend yeah. as you've got the door as you've got your foot in halfway in my door to do your um what's it visit <laughs> yeah it's just me. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're so far off the beaten track. Listen, right. it can't be any worse than being um, uh, that, that parenting style thing where they go, I wonder if when that, <laughs> when, Dan when, Hughes. Somebody, when somebody does that and it's your husband, you kind of, do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. Mm. That, that kind of curiosity mm, pace, isn't it? Yeah. Careful I can see you're quite angry now, now <laughs> right now. I, I, I wonder why that might be. Go on, yeah. boil your head. Exactly. <laughs> why don't you just put the petrol canister away for, you know, for now rather than pouring petrol on the fire? Anyway, yes. Uh, <laughs> Fabulous. So, well. um, I um, remember mentioned it. We've this month we've kind of uh, done uh, a lot of things around child parent violence, challenging behaviour, and we've looked at it from different perspectives. We looked at adoption disruption. We looked at uh, we had um, Vicky Baker on, who looking at children's perspective. We had um, Fiona Wells on, looking at kind of adoption crisis. We had um, Nikki Rutter on, looking at it from mum's perspective. And today, I think we we really need to kind of unpick this whole thing about men. And mm-hmm. it was really brought into sharp focus where I was invited to. to kind of run a, a time-limited support group for a group of men. And I thought, oh, well, that, yeah, cool. You know me, I'm a tart. I'll say yes to anything. And then I go away and go, really? Should I do that? Yeah. Um, and I went away and I tried to do some research and just found absolutely zero in terms of men's experiences of children's behavior, like something focused, like Nikki Rutter's work about mums. There's a few things around um, female perspectives and mums perspectives. Um, nothing around men. So I said to you, Scott, mm. I said, Let's do something about men in Europe for that. So are you up for it? I am, absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, I've decided because I've I thought about it a bit, and I'm going to be quite honest about it. Oh, as I don't think normal. Kind of, well, no, I, I think it's the, I think it's the, the discussing some of the finer details. It can sometimes it sometimes worries me that I would do that um, because I don't want the suspense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to. You don't want to. I don't want to. Your... But. I will say this. I mean, yeah. the, the the main the main um, thing was with violence with us has been with Jacob and and Jacob and I have talked about it a lot. And he's now nearly seventeen, and we have talked about it a hell of a lot. And and kind of we we we've reflected on it and, and discussed why and you know all the all those sorts of things. And you know it doesn't happen anymore, thankfully and gratefully. Um, sometimes there's a bit of verbal stuff, but you know that's. I mean that's still within that category, but it's still there. But yeah, yeah. it's not it's not the physical stuff anymore. And um, yeah, and he know you know he's quite happy for me to to share it because actually he feels that if it's helping somebody else, then you know, that's a good thing. So, oh, um, that's but, that's but, fantastic. You know, I'll do that within reason because I don't want to. You know, you yeah, know yeah. I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to thank everyone who's contributed because we've had a lot of people who contacted us and private messages about experience. Really, and so there was there was a slightly strange phenomenon that started happening that when women started to tag tag their husbands in Facebook and like as if just you know when you you put someone's name in so that they have to read the thing. Um, so there was a wife who did that in terms of putting a husband's name in, thinking you need to talk about this, which I think is probably demonstrates a point in of itself. Um, uh, and there was another comment from someone in terms of because I said oh same sex couples thinking in my head men and mm. because um, I said we're talking about men I said same sex yeah. couples um, and someone then someone in a same sex female couple said well yeah and that's something for us and I thought oh I literally have no place to speak about that because I'm not a woman and I'm not in a same sex couple yeah. so that is something to unpick at another time so we're not ignoring yeah. that phenomenon no. but I just thought I cannot speak with any any sort no. of inside knowledge. Well, and, I, don't know some people I can think. talk about it as two men, but I can't talk about it as two females, obviously. Yeah. And well, I was thinking about this and I, I've sort of got myself in a bit of a knot with it really in terms of same sex couple men's experience and trying to, th and so I was really interested to know if some of the things that I sort of, I highlighted, cause I wrote a list and I think you've got the list, haven't you? Mm. Um, yeah, I did read it. Well, I, I didn't read it really. I just glanced you, at you it. You acknowledged it existed. It's from Hal. Another list of stupid things. <laughs> a, a job list that I sent you through um, to be done by 10 a.m. this morning. Um, so firstly, do you think that there's a phenomenon of living in a home where there's a violent, aggressive child and we can, we're can we not unpicking why children are like that and what all yeah, of the vulnerabilities yeah. that can lead to that. But would you think that that's a different experience for as a male as opposed to a woman sorry as opposed to a female yeah, yeah. So dad I, versus a mum i i think it probably is and i think you know that i'm not taking away from any yeah absolutely absolutely not but i think that we've got our own kind of perspective to play on it as well and i think that um for me for men um i was going to be politically correct there with the gender that we're talking about men so let's talk about yeah, men yeah. um so i think when it comes to men i think that when this sort of stuff comes along it's actually i, I don't want to use the word embarrassing but it's because something i actually you became I, I but personally i became quite ashamed of the fact right. that i couldn't manage my child's behavior so that it didn't happen and i ignored it I put my head in the sand. I, you know, we just lived with it. Absolutely lived yeah. with it until, so, and, and I lived with it until you started talking about it. And that was at the point where I went, Oh, okay. So other people are experiencing this. It's not just me. And I think that that potentially is one of the issues for men is, is that kind of, you know, that, that inability to be able to stop it for their family, for their wives or, or partners or whatever right um because actually especially if they're experiencing most of it and they're the ones that have got the bruises and you know the bites and the scratches and what have you mm -hmm. and and as a man not being able to manage that or manage a child's behavior so that it stops and they're protecting their partner or wife or you know spouse whatever you want to call them i think that's probably maybe just my opinion probably the the biggest issue for for men
we'd be that. Yeah, that's interesting because I was chatting to this group that I'm doing support in, and I've asked, and I said to them, look, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff we've talked about and some of the stuff they've highlighted, um, but obviously non non-identifying but that is interesting because i think the idea that some men were sort of saying look i know that we live in a terribly modern world and um you know equality and all of that but actually yeah. whether that's whether there's an element of social learning or whether it's a stereotype or not but still as a man i feel protective mm -hmm. i feel like that's my role to protect yeah. people i love and that's not to diminish that maybe women feel that too, but I think, is it more pronounced? Do you think it's more pronounced for men? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, I think um, if I think about our experiences, two men. <laughs> well, two, two men I'm trying to protect each that. other. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, I'm you know me, I'm not an alpha male at all, but when it comes to, you know, the violence, uh, you know, the CPV stuff, absolutely, you know. Really? I, well, yeah, because I didn't want anybody getting hurt, but, and it's not that Tris is more dominant than me or anything like that, but he, uh, we both assigned our roles. And you know yourself, I'm not sure, because I'm the one that cooks dinner when Al yeah. says, oh, can we meet at six? And I'm like, no, we can't meet at six. I have to be cooking dinner at six. And I'm just going from work and I've got Hoover to do and laundry to do. And blah, blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's true though, isn't it? You know, it is I'm, true, yeah. You are that sort of pastoral yeah, nurturing. That, yeah, of. exactly. Um, whereas Tris is more beatable. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I'm joking. Um, but he's... Um, He's kind of, I don't know how to describe him, actually. <laughs> well, I guess he's, well, that, I mean, that's what I was really intrigued about, kind of in a same-sex couple, mm. if there is a, that division of roles, because that you maybe describe that as het, those heteronormative kind yeah. of nurturer. Yeah. Provider. And I'm not saying that everybody's like that. I'm not saying everybody's relationship. I'm sure there's people who, who you know, who do the, the joint thing and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I think that our situation is that there is more of a kind of nurturing role that I do, and then there's more of a, Whatever the word is, paternal. No, not paternal. I don't know what the word is anyway. I've never really, I've never thought about it too much to be able to describe it. But certainly, um, you know. So when, certainly when Jacob was younger, um, and you know, if we were experiencing a, a meltdown or whatever, it would be you go and you do, and you know, blah 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 blah. Because Tris felt the need to protect me and get me out of the mm -hmm. way so that I didn't get hurt. But in actual fact. You know, that really didn't work because at the very beginning, when we first started to experience it, none of us knew what to do. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't know about safe um, hand. What is it called? Safe, no, safe hand? Is it called safe hand? No. Uh, no, that's manual I'm handling. Sure. I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, manual handling. Yeah. <laughs> Lifting them and throwing them in yeah. the back of a car. Um, no, but <laughs> you know, joke. like if, if they're starting to, you know, how to. Yeah, yeah. how to physically. Yeah, physically, safety for everyone. yeah, exactly. All that sort of stuff. We didn't have, we didn't have a clue. We didn't know that us um, telling them to stop would actually just be adding <laughs> petrol to the flames. You know, we didn't know any of that. Yeah, yeah. We, we genuinely didn't know any of that, and it's you know, it's taken us a long. I think that it stopped because we actually started to manage it correctly, as well as him growing yeah. up, as well as you know, our parenting style definitely changed. Um, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, um, I think that. You're right. The protective nature is there. It's there for both of us in in, in that situation. Yeah. But um, you know, I just did as I was told and got out of the way and thought, well, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm so I've reflected because we're kind of a few years like you were a few years beyond it all in in sort of a physical sense, um, still challenging behaviour, but kind of manifests differently, um, and nowhere near as much. But I kind of really remember feeling really strongly the need to step in. Mm. Um, when sometimes that isn't what's needed and not what Paula wanted, yeah. you know, and, and, but me thinking, I'm not going to let anyone, like if we were walking down the street and someone started on Paula, yeah. then my job is to protect her. You're physically, I'm, I'm bigger, physically, I'm capable and able. Well, I'm not, I guess I'm making it sound like I'm a cage fighter. Um, <laughs> honestly. You're five foot three, mate. <laughs> By five foot three and yeah, seven seven stone in <laughs> ringing. And the thing is, I mean, I know I know you both both reasonably well now, and I I get why you would be like that because obviously that's you know the experience. Yeah, but actually, even I I think Paula would actually be, she would knock them sideways if if someone <laughs> did that in the street anyway. So you know, I, but I think is it is it just is it this this 
I don't know, isn't like this social male, this male thing, brain yeah. thing that's going on oh, where yeah. you know we we were brought up in a certain way because our generation was brought up in a, separate, in a yep. certain way. When we were uh, please and thank you, respect your elders, manners, all this kind of thing, protect people, opening a door. Apparently, you're not allowed to open yeah. a door anymore. You know, if, if you open, I'll a, door open a door for, somebody, for you. Don't well, of course you would. I know you would because you know that if you didn't, then I would have something to say about it. But my point is, it, it, like the world has changed. It's chivalry, yeah, yeah, and and so is it that, or you know, I I I don't know what the next generation of parents or the younger generation of parents might be kind it's, of experiencing with that. It's hard because I do I do wonder whether there is that kind of hardwiring in men to mm. you know we're physically stronger just by default. You know, we just can't help it. Paul, when the children got to a certain age, Paul, then it, the match becomes uneven, uneven, but I still am the, the biggest person in the house. So I can physically stop behaviour and that just, I'm having to contain. And I just think there's all of that social learning. And um, and I remember, and this me being absolutely brutal on this, it was three o'clock in the morning and it was all kicking off again. And it would be, and it happened every night for months and months and months. And that's not that's not an exaggeration. It was months yeah. and months. And um, and I remember being scratched and hurt and bitten and you know by a a, a small child. Mm. And I remember thinking I could stop this. And that, and I remember and I remember getting an absolute shock. It was three in the morning. And we, so it was the end of a really long process. And I remember thinking, I'm the stronger person here. I can stop this. And I remember thinking. That's that's a really dark place, and it was a really yeah. dark time. Is when I kind of had to give up work and all of that. The a total pivot moment in all of our lives. Uh, but just thinking that for men, I think that the physical nature of the, how it, you know, a, a woman defending herself against a child is being aggressive is one thing. But me as an adult male defending myself against a child, um, yeah. be that holding a child or holding a hand or just putting an arm out. It's open to misinterpretation as well. So a lot of men speaking to kind of going, look, I can't even go anywhere near this because I feel so vulnerable as a because I'm, you know, I'm the big hairy one in the room, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I am the, the man. And mm. so I think that stereotype stuff is something that well, it's yeah, not a stereotype. I think it's well no, it's it's, it's I don't know what oh. it is. What is it? Well, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Well, I guess oh, it's. We're doing really well tonight with the old descriptions and the. Yeah, things. yeah. I mean, well, it's. Not, I think it's. I mean, is it social learning? Like you said, is it that that's what we've been programmed to be, or is there something kind of deep down at a genetic, like psychological yeah. level, and the makeup of being a man that we are protectors, mm. um, providers, protectors, and that's not universally true. Yeah. But, um, but that is on, that only maybe manifests when in moments of stress that most people don't get themselves into. You know, like meek and mild, but then you see your wife getting slapped. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that changes. Or your, or your husband getting slapped. You know, yeah. in your case. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. 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 There you go. So that was our first point. Um, yeah. I, I I was at another event recently, and there was a couple of men talking about their mental health about this, and it was really unusual because I was an event, and there was men there. So that's another another thing. That is, is that unusual. I, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. Um, and it was like so unusual. Everyone stopped and went. There's men in the room. What are you doing here? <laughs> and they, bless them. Um, and they were really honest about their mental health and about the how the impact of the living in a, with a child who was violent aggressive. And I think one was mm. a same sex couple and one wasn't. Um, and I just wondered about mental health and about the again we were you, and that's something I know you've got a an abiding kind of mm. interest in. Yeah. What are your reflections on your mental health in that in that time? Because it's like you're laughing. We should have brought a therapist in. We should have got a grown-up in the room, shouldn't we? <laughs> well, I think a lot of this is probably some stuff that I've never said out, said out loud before. But I do, I mean, everything to do with parenting has an impact on everything. and and But mental health mainly because I, you know, just, well, school. Let's use school as an example. Yeah. This is an example of how, schools have affected my mental health over the years of dealing and advocating for my children. If the phone rings, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who relate to this, if the phone rings and I see it at school, I will not answer it. I yeah, refuse to answer it. I can't stomach. answer any more shit from school. I, re I genuinely can't do it. Um, it sends me into a panic. 
Yeah. It makes my it makes my stomach churn, drop, you know, whatever you want to say, my heart race. I find myself then panicking because obviously I've not taken the call. So, you know, let's hope that it's not an ambulance on the way to, you know, the hospital or something <laughs> like that. But I, that's as a result of all of those calls all over the years saying, oh, he's done this, he's done that, he's done mm. the next, because it does, it affects you. Um, and to the point, I think it's actually made me less likely to answer a phone call, generally. Um, less likely yeah. to want to speak to somebody on the phone. Um, so, and using that as a kind of a basis for the triggers that I experience, I absolutely agree that this does have um, an impact on your mental health. And I don't, I, whether you're aware of it or not, I think it does, because I think that every time there's now a raised voice in the house, I go, oh, is this it? Is this it again? Are we, are we going to experience this again? Um, I, we were talking there, it's not just the, the, the physical stuff, it's the, the challenging behavior as well. And yeah, um, it's not been the easiest four days, I, I will be honest, at home. Um, and, you know, last night was, was quite tough. Um, and it wasn't with... With, with Jacob, which is hard, but it was um, it was it was tough because I was taken back to a couple of years ago when it right. was every day, um, and it's not every day now. And I should I I am very grateful for that, but it just it was in my head and it clicked. So therefore, I didn't sleep yeah. well last night. Worrying is this is, is this where we're going again? You know, um, yeah. because I think that we all have to have um, a, a protective kind of mechanism that we can deal with this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, I, I, I do often reflect and, and wonder, you know, the parenting side of this, you know, and I look at some of our friends who've got, you know, children who are biological and all that sort of stuff. And, oh, what a fabulous time they're having this stuff. But are they, are they, you know, are they having a fabulous time? You know, they've gone off on holiday. Oh, whoopee-doo, you've gone on, on holiday with your adult children. Is is one of them, you know, taking advantage of the free alcohol and making a complete fool of himself to the point where, you know, you're the one that ends up going back to your room because you can't deal with it. So it does. It absolutely, I think it does. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Absolutely have a, 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 but again, it's, it goes, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Um, I've never addressed it because actually I chat to you about stuff. I, you know, Tris and I talk, yeah. I talk. I, 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 I do talk um, and I don't feel that it's affected me that bad that I need to, you know, yeah. go and have a therapy or something like that. However, I probably, I probably should and I probably could do it because actually it might help me to deal with, you know, th those kind of trigger points for me. So I could just mm -hmm. kind of, whew, you know, breathe through or whatever the, you know, whatever the, yeah. the thing is. Um, but my experience of therapy... <laughs> my experience of therapy isn't positive so therefore I won't be going to that point because actually it's a lot of work <laughs> I've got enough to do with that without having to stop every time list. somebody raises their voice and go okay breathe through it breathe through it breathe through it you'll be fine, you'll be fine. you know that kind of thing so I can deal with it but you know if it got to the point where I couldn't deal with it obviously I would be very aware of that because you know like you say you know I'm very aware of mental health and, mm. and you know, how it affects people. So, um, that's really interesting. I think, and I'd not thought of it in those terms because I think that, yeah, I can presume that in terms of, well, what's really interesting is I can look at other people and go, yeah, I can see why you would feel like that. I could see why you do that. But then I, I kind of, if I pause for a moment and think, I can remember living with a knot in my stomach for months yeah. and, and hyper vigilant, like, like, or, you're hearing two children talk in the yeah. next room and it, and it gets, starts to raise and, you, and you're in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, or you hear a door slam or you, and the tiniest things mean that you're back into it. And I, and I do wonder whether, I mean, I'm, I'm always a bit nervous around overusing tr the word trauma because I think that it is a bit of a buzzword, but I do think that there's real validity in thinking about the experience of people who are living with adversity. And especially in this context, men in that, we that then has to book the trend of us being go well we're big strong we're, mm. that's am i talking too much from my own perspective but i think that we we yeah. want to portray ourselves as strong we want to portray ourselves as coping um and that's why men don't go for help isn't it all the time because actually i look back now and i was a bag of nerves yeah 
sick to you're my right. stomach with it. And yeah. I, I think you're right though. You've, yeah. you've, 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 you're talking about it from your own experience, which is why you, you yeah, that's why you've, <laughs> my days, I'll actually shared some personal stuff. On well, NF podcast. What's, I mean, I said at the beginning, I looked yeah. for research and there just isn't any. Yeah. And so I, I can only, and my only experience of kind of validate, of, of validate, validating that, well, that put teeth in, is talking to the groups of men and going, on other men and going, mm. I feel this. And I'm going, oh, absolutely. And maybe I've got the reflective skills to unpick that to an, yeah. the nth degree, just that's mm. the nature of who I am. But I can kind of break it down to lots of things and lots of people going, yeah, yeah, that's, that's me. I, or, or yeah, I get that totally get that yeah but I, I think back I, I look now and i think what a really dark place we were in and what a dark place i was in and um well, i probably never shared this but i had a meet I had, I had a meeting where i talked to a social worker about what's going on and i literally disassociated in the meeting and I, in the sense that i i started to faint and i've never ever in my life experienced anything like that so me recounting like actually what is going on in my house today and has been going on the last few weeks I um, literally started to go dizzy, just sat down and started to go dizzy. And I said, I, I think I'm going to faint. And then <laughs> I look back now because it's funny because it's really shocking social work. And they all went, all right, okay. Um, right, well, we'll keep going. And I was thinking, and I thought, I looked back now, I thought, if anyone said that in a meeting, I was in, I'd hope I'd go, let's have a little moment. Yeah. Let's have a glass of water, get some fresh air. Yeah. And then, Maybe put your leg between your... Your leg yeah, between you, your you, head. Your leg between your heads. Between your legs. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's a podcast, because so no one has, ever has to look at me. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think <laughs> mental health is a massive one, isn't it? I think huge. That's probably- Absolutely huge. And I think that when you're going through it, you don't realise, I think. I mean, yeah. you know what? I could be wrong. And if, if, you know, I know we've got a few men that listen, but I would be really keen to hear from other men about, totally. I, I mean, about this whole thing, to be honest with you. Um, but for me, when you're going through it, I don't think you realise just the impact it's having on you. And and that could be said for everything, you know. I, I, yeah. The reasons behind the, the violence, the, the physical violence, like you said, let's not go into that. But um, once you work out the reasons, sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you can actually then kind of minimize yeah. the violence or or even for it to stop because actually you oh, just find yes, a way yes, yes. to be able to do well that's my experience like I say you, you know, excuse the violence or you go yes it's well, just because sometimes yeah I, I, yeah actually yeah but that's not resolving no no that's just <laughs> you know that's just going yeah well you know let's have the crap beaten out of us because it's this or it's that they're just hyper vigilant. They're just hyper aroused. The biggest, yeah, the biggest turning point for me was was um, style of parenting because yeah. I had to change my parenting style. Well, we had to change our parenting style, and that is not something that I say out loud lightly because I know it was always this. Everybody used to say battles and wars, battles and wars, battles and yeah. wars. Yeah. So and and I'm sure Tris won't mind me saying he was always one for the battles, and I was always one for the wars because he yeah. would like challenge everything and very recently he started to you know to to share with me actually that he feels like he was a shit parent up till maybe four or five years ago because we i guess we 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 had our issues with with the older mm-hmm. two but really the you know the challenging stuff came with with jacob and there's a reason for that um but our parenting style was very different with the two of them um, and, you know, we, we bumped along thinking that, you know, well, you know, yes, it's challenging and yes, it's this and that. Doing okay, but, generally. But we were, we were all right. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah, it was tough, but we were all right. And then, boom. Um, and it, it wasn't until we actually got to understand that actually our parenting style wasn't helping. And it wasn't that we were crappy parents. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah. It yeah. was just that we dealt with stuff differently with the other two um, and that didn't suit for him. So therefore, you know, it was kind of a clash of where he was at, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I, 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 you know, a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, I went to um, Jeff Noble's thing in air. Yes, I do recall that. Another and, podcast you got to on to. <laughs> too I soon. A, I was too a guest soon. of his, at his um, conference in there. 
You're like talent um, anyway. for hire, aren't you? Have you got a publicist? <laughs> yeah, people like me. What can I say? They invite me to things. Um, I've forgotten where I was going with that now. Um, where was I before I said parenting about styles? Jeff Noble. You just what well, you hadn't realised. Yes, that's right. Yes. So, um, and you know, there was there was something he said about um, other parents looking in on your parenting and, and going, well, I wouldn't let my I wouldn't let my child away with that. And he said, it's all about accommodating. It's about accommodating your child and making sure that they're safe, they're secure, they're fed, they're watered, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But actually, that you're okay as well. So yes, mm-hmm. there might be a number of things that you would do differently. Thank you, Mrs. Jones. But uh-huh. basically, pee off and mind your own business because actually you don't live in our house where all this stuff is going on. So therefore, I'm accommodating the, the symptoms of my child to stop what inevitably yeah. might happen. And and I thought that was, that actually to me was a really good way of kind of explaining that we're accommodating their, their symptoms which is another word for behaviour, but I prefer the so, word symptom because. So, in thinking in terms of men, then do you think that that men maybe don't seek help the way women seek help? Absolutely, <laughs> it's like a no-brainer. And, and do you know, and well, I'm going to. I hope you don't mind. You can edit yeah. this bit out if you like, but I see that the difference between you and Paula, because I get messages from Paula, I get most messages from you, and Paula's like. This has happened, that's happened, the next thing's happened. And then I message you, just to make sure you're all right. And I go, you're all right. And you go, yep. Whereas she's going to be like <laughs> 50 messages. <laughs> 50 messages. And then I get, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm in London or, you know, whatever. So yes, women do deal with it differently. Absolutely different. And I think that, but I don't think that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because we're all different anyway, aren't we? You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, Paula's a social butterfly. You're a total introvert. You know, so there's there's lots of differences there anyway. Yeah. How have you lasted this long? Actually, <laughs> just thinking um, about it. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. Twenty seven years. But the same. I love. I you know, I'm I'm quite sociable, and he's less sociable kind of thing. Um, you know, so listen, opposites attract, and all that sort of shit. Yeah. And you know, but do you think? But sorry. I do think there is a thing in that because I think that actually, um like females probably more inclined to say this has happened any advice or i've done this or do you know what i mean whereas so that, is that i think males i think males yeah i think there's a bit of pride but there's also an element and i don't use this word lightly either but i think there's an element of time for reflection on what's happened before we go okay i've dealt with that it's resolved itself or it's not resolved. Do you know what I mean? I think maybe it's going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that is the way for everybody, but I, you know. But that is interesting because again, talking to this group of men and just my own experiences that, I mean, you've probably had it where you do an event, talk about challenging behavior or challenges, and then there'll be a, it's probably predominantly women mm. there. And at the end, there'll be a group of women who want me to want to talk to me about their husband. I wish my husband had been here to hear what yeah. he said. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I don't. Yeah, pride is the actually. wrong word. Yeah, yeah it that, does happen that, that, an awful lot. Um, and it's not just. Um, I, I'll be honest. It's not just. Oh, I don't know. It's not just with adoption and fostering either. I mean, through work now, that's what we're starting to get as well. Um, yeah. Because there's, you know, with FASD, obviously, um mother feels guilty shamed etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. and i'm talking about biological mothers here um, yeah. you know, who are still who are still parenting for their children because there is no awareness you know all that sort of stuff um and certainly that is the same message same message i wish my husband was here but he just thinks that there'd be no shits kind of thing you know um, yeah it's really odd because and i reflect I, I do kind of unpick this a bit because i think that looking at how me and Paula work, so maybe how universally true this is, I don't know, but often Paula will get a lot of sense of relief out of talking it out. This thing yeah. happened tonight. Yeah. I said this, they said that they did this. I did that. Um, I don't get any relief from that whatsoever. I get relief from totally putting it to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and for me to then talk about it more, actually it's just perpetuating how uncomfortable I felt about the whole thing. <laughs> Um, 
And that doesn't mean I'm not reflective because I often will go over about, well, I should have, you know, and I look back now on some of the worst events. Mm. I look back now and like you said, I think, oh, I could have handled that differently. If I'd have mm. stepped aside or said this or pulled pulled away or just let them go, <laughs> whatever yeah. the thing was, yeah. then we would not have got into kind of it. It would have not inflamed to the point it did. Um, but, but that is just easy to say, isn't it? That's... Mm. Absolutely. In the moment, that's a totally different situation, you know, yeah. especially when it's like, you know, I don't know about you, but some of the times it's just been just like a big curveball. Everything's been fine all day. <laughs> and then boom, all of a sudden, then you're just, whoa, okay. You know, um, and you just think, where did that come from? Like I, I, I wasn't expecting it, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, and it's the same for that. Um, and it, it's interesting because I, I mean, I was actually with you a lot over some of that and I remember I do remember the phone calls some of the phone calls from Paula and you were like yeah can't do anything right now no can't do anything right now and it was like literally a five minute phone call where you wouldn't say a word and Paula would just offload to you because something had happened with something mm -hmm. um and it, it was it, from my perspective I'm like you because I'm if I'm away for work as an example, when I used to be away for work and if it would kick off, I would get chapter and verse, chapter and verse, chapter and verse, chapter yeah. and verse, whether it was um, on the phone or when I got home or whatever. And I'd be like, well, did you deal with it? You know, why, <laughs> you know, like I wasn't there, so you I can't, can't do anything about it. I can't you said this to him. I did. Um, I would have been often. killed. Yeah, quite often. But like I was saying, I'm away for work. I, I, I'm away for work. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Well, like, I think a lot, I mean, I guess we're doing to gender stereotypes that men, mm. men are maybe at work more and women not. That's not universally true, but the ex, no. I think the experience of talking someone down off the edge of a cliff is can be, if not as difficult, can be more difficult. Mm. Um, and that I might get shot down with limbs for that, but I know that when the roles have been reversed very infrequently, that it's really hard, Paula. That when I'm kind of going, I just need you to tell them not to do what they, you know, that that conversation. Hi, oh, yeah, we're in here and um, doing it. You're like, you're Dan Hughes. I wonder voice. if, <laughs> yeah, I was, I mean, maybe you could chat to them. Um, uh, but again, again, I think, do you think there's, a, again, we're leaning into some stereotypes. So if anyone has been offended by the gender stereotyping that we've done tonight, they can phone um, Tris Cassin-Rennie on <laughs> our complaints but, officer. But um, that, but that's the thing. I mean, I'm see, I'm not like that. I just get on with it when I'm with them. And I don't know if that's just, I don't know if that's just kind of saying, well, being blind to it or just ignoring it because don't want it to kick off or whatever because you know there's been well you know yourself Tris goes away um, every so often to do Thailand yeah, yeah. detox and sometimes I mean blimey when I think back to when we lived in the UK and he, he used to do that and Jake was quite young stuff would happen you know Fraser got arrested ended up at the A&E you know all that sort of stuff <laughs> all, you know all this stuff happened and I was like okay well that's happened I'll tell them when he comes home you know I'll share it and no, that's... not because I didn't want him to know but because I didn't want him worrying really I didn't want him worrying when he wasn't in the house so my thought is that maybe are we we are leaning at gender stereotypes but do you think that sometimes men are fixers and so this is one point that um was brought to me is that where I find it very stressful when Paula talks to me about stuff, because I want to go, well, you should do this. You should, maybe if you did that and uh, what I would do is this. And then she looks at me as like I'm an alien and, and as if to say, like, I do not want your opinion. And probably want wants to, to say just, to you, how about you go and F off? And I mean, we've been married 27 years. So um, I'm just really struggle when she parks when she offloads a problem into me, mm. I need to fix that problem. I'm like, I have to fix it. And yeah. she has Tris to tell me. And, and it's oil and water, isn't it? It's like, yeah. she's yeah. like going, I don't want your opinion. I just want you yeah. to nod politely at appropriate <laughs> moments and maybe rub, give me a shoulder rub. Yeah. Um, ah, so that. But I, I think you're right. I mean, for certainly that would be the way that we would work as well. And like you say, you know, it's, it's gender stereotype, maybe. But, you know, Tris would be a fixer. So if I had said to him, 
when Brandon got arrested when he was in Thailand a couple of years ago. Um, not Brandon was yeah, in Thailand. Brandon. Chris was in Thailand. Brandon got arrested on an IR. Um, if I told him that, his instinct would have been to get on the first flight and come home. But it wasn't going to. That wasn't going to resolve the issue. It wasn't going to solve anything. Yeah. You know, he was due home in four days. You know, he'll survive. I, yeah, exactly. Brandon and I had a long chat about it. You know, we worked out what had happened, what had gone wrong, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He was aware of what he'd done. You know, by God, you don't sit, spend the night in a cell and not know what you've done. Yeah. Unless it's you're completely stupid. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't see the point. I didn't see the point in him worrying. And then, you know, if it was medical, don't get me wrong, because actually, same child, suspected meningitis, yeah. and Tris flew home in the first flight. And that was, but that was different. That was, that was a medical issue. I had, to, you know, I couldn't not do that to either of them because he wanted his dad and Tris would have, you know, killed me if if I hadn't done that. And to be fair, I needed him there. But yeah, you know. But it, it does. I think that 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 does reflect that that sense that men, again, raw stereotypes. Yeah, I keep, we keep saying that it's getting boring. Um, well, no, I think we're saying that because we're trying to protect the complaints. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> department for being overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it's really interesting that men just res- respond and react to that and need and what they need. Because I was thinking in terms of support as well. Um, so, for example, if you said to me, if you say you lived five miles down the road from me mm. and you said, oh, Al, I've had a terrible week. Do you want to come out for a coffee and we'll chat about it? Uh, no. Mm. I just that that is de- that makes me run cold at the thought of us sitting over a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or whatever. And and I think that's maybe the, that idea that men have shoulder to shoulder relationships. Women are face to face and they mm. want to they'll. I'll do whatever socially, but they'll talk about this stuff. I don't want to do that with my friends. And like with you, the podcast is very much a, so it's a side to side thing. Yeah. So we'll often, it's incidental that you, we never, yeah. I never say, oh, well, come in early and we'll have a right chat. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, very We normally do that afterwards. Yeah, well, it was very camp. But we normally do that afterwards. Um, but I think as well, and, and I don't think people realize this, when we were talking, we were talking about stuff maybe for the first time with each other. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's, 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 I think that's how comfortable we feel just chatting to each other, to be fair. But then yeah. we forget it's been recorded and it'll go out on Saturday. Put it <laughs> out, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily want to do that. I'll have a gripe and a moan sometimes. Of course, do. Everybody does, do they not? About things. I don't know. But yeah. I wouldn't want to sit there and spend three hours just going over it and over it and over it and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you one of the words that I saw earlier that you used was isolation. And, and I think it is massively isolating for men because I don't want to talk about it outside of my family unit, mm. particularly. And I think part of that is, you know, again, the, the kind of the inability to manage it. And I'm talking about when, you know, now it's more kind of, um, did I say controlling behaviour? I don't know whether I don't, I don't know what what words I'd use to, to describe it now, but certainly not. There's no physical violence anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't want to talk about that outside of my my little crib, you know. Because if I did, am I going to get judged? Quite likely, because mm-hmm. you know, there's not many people that would understand that. I'm talking about it with you because I know that you've been there, and in yours has been, you know. Well, I mean, it's all bad, whatever way you look at it. But I was say, it's not a competition. Yours has been rough, um, you know. Um, and, you know, I mean, sometimes Slap. I want to slap you as well, but um, that's different kind of... <laughs> Too soon. Um, I do wonder, because I, I think about our situation, I thought, where... So, like, I'm I'm hosting a support group, and I think, would I come to this? Mm. Mm. And I go, I'm not sure I would. Um. But the and I think that for me the saving one of the saving graces was that I found a I found a cause you know I found a, a, a an outlet for this that actually every time something bad happened I knew that I could help someone that yeah. I can you know that I, and I know that sometimes me just saying oh yeah it's really crap and standing in front of a, a podium and saying that a lot of people in the room go ah and that that's enough that's enough for me and I yeah. think that I, but if I hadn't had that if I just if I hadn't been a social worker, I hadn't had this platform, what, what how would I have coped? And I'm not yeah. sure. I think it would have been much worse than it was. 
Oh, I think we've have we unpicked all of the things on my list? I think we have, haven't we? I'd be interested to know what people, what women think about this. Yeah, I'd I'd be interested to know about both sexes and what they think because I I wonder, like you say, we're not female, so we can't we don't know how yeah. it is, and I think that you know you just talked about support there. Like I wouldn't go necessarily go to support groups because. I don't think their experience would be the same as mine in terms of if I went to a male support group, unless it was yeah. a, a male support group that was, you know, had maybe 50% gay male, gay men, yeah. gay men in it, because I don't think that I wouldn't be able to relate to the perspective of, you know, the same, uh, uh, heterosexual couple. Yeah. so I think that would be quite difficult, but yeah, I, I, I'd be very interested to hear from males as well as females on this because I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this could help some males actually relate. Well, there'll be uh, the the the. will all be DM. There will be no public comments. There'll, it'll all be direct messages yeah. so that we don't put ourselves our names on public stuff. <laughs> well, I was going as well. There'll be lots of women who'll be downloading and going listen to this on your way to work. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, oh, and do you know what? There's no shame. There's no shame in any of it. I, that's one thing I no longer feel is any shame. I don't feel shame anymore because actually, you know what? It was it's circumstances. Yes, I got stuff wrong to begin with, but actually, I learned how to manage it, how to deal with it. There's people who aren't as lucky to be able to get mm. that. And I know that, and I know I'm very lucky. Um, as in, I know I'm very lucky that, you know, the the kind of the symptoms of, or, or his experience of, of life, we managed to help him and support him. But that's not the case for everybody because it's, you know, everybody's early years oh. experiences is completely, yeah. you know, some of them are really like, traumatic like even more traumatic than traumatic um so it's it's not always possible but that's that's that, yeah that's where i sit on it I, I i can't feel any shame about it anymore and i don't judge anybody who would come to me yeah. and say look my my kid really does go for it with me and you know what can i do i might not have all the answers for you but i'd certainly have a few bits a few tips you know which is maybe another podcast I mean, I don't know. you've made me really think that about I wonder how many people that they're covered in shame because they've not responded well at times. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder how many people are not putting their head above the parapet because I think, yeah, 80% of the time I was okay. And there was was that one time where I reacted or I did X, I did Y. Absolutely. And, and that's really complicated. And I think that's where children's services really, I, I think that that becomes really murky, doesn't it? Because I think I, I, I can tell a story about someone. I know someone who um, they were protecting their eight-year-old from their 11-year-old who was dysregulating. And they put their arm up to, as they retreated into a bathroom, they put their arm up to stop them. And they had lots of bangles. And the bangles kind of scratched the arm of the child who was kind of yeah. aggressive. The child went to school the next day and there were a few scratch marks, but nothing, you know, like if those hairline scratches, you know. Um, how did you do that? Oh, well, mum did it. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, a version of events that doesn't reflect what actually happened. Yeah. Should she have done it? Maybe it was totally fine. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? And oftentimes I think I look back now and I go, I can't, I, I've lost all sense of what really went on. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone was shouting. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes people are pushed to that point as well, you know? Yeah. I know I've, I, I've done it myself. I've, I've closed the door and held the handle <clears throat> to protect myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, and is that right? Is that great parenting? I don't think it is. No. Well, he wanted to I run out the front door. Should I just have let him? I don't know. You know, I can't answer that anymore. Um, but then it's but, the next day, isn't it, when you you unravel that and you go, should I, you know, you know, and, and sometimes talking to people, you know, they say, look, I stood in the doorway and I wouldn't let them out. And they came at me and I wouldn't let them out because they were, it was a main road or it was X, it was yeah. middle of the night and it was vulnerable. And you kind of go, people are making incredibly complicated decisions in moments of high stress and <clears> people <throat> get it wrong. Yeah. Exactly. But that's, it's only wrong with 2020 vision. And, you know, I'm not excusing anyone harming a child nope. maliciously or purposefully or out of, but actually I think 
such high stakes environments for lots of people. Oh, we've gone to a dark place, haven't we? Ooh, yeah. Uh, well, it was, it was going to go the there place. from the beginning, to be honest. Yeah. Sooner or later, we get to the end. So, yeah. if, I mean, I'm more than happy to chat to anyone who wants to get in touch with us. And, um, yeah. you know, in the, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, we should we do a, run a support group for men? But I'm not sure anyone would come. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, we'll put it on, but none of us will turn yeah, up. It'll just be exactly. a blank screen. <laughs> it's a little black box. That's... Yeah, we, can, we can all tell our partners that we went to yeah. it and it was good. <laughs> Actually, wow, yeah, I know. But yeah, but like, just going back, I would be very interested to hear if anybody's um, experience is different or are the same. Even I don't, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really good to be able to share those. Not the not the name and the circumstances, but certainly if there's if there's people who are feeling the same, it's, it's always I think it's always great to share them because yeah, and we can read them out in the next podcast. Other, people, yeah, other people go through it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love to. I mean, if if I was a rich man and I had a PhD in me, this probably would be my PhD. Mm. Because I think as well that, I mean, maybe the last, another point is that the terms of the impact upon our relationships with our spouses, partners. I think that, oh, you've pulled a face there too oh, soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. I, I mean, I'm sure you won't mind me saying that there's a couple of times Tris has packed a bag and gone away for a couple of days with the threat of not coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, sure. I mean, and I think that that tension can be around parenting style as well, can't it? Because, you know, I, I think it uh, it is, again, a gross stereotype, but I'm going to lean into it, is that if if mums are if mums are more nurturing and dads are more disciplinarian, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that that can be a fracture that's like, you know, you're, you're too soft on that kid. I know they experienced trauma. That was 15 bleeding years ago. Um, and <laughs> mum going, you're too hard on that kid. He's just, he's just dysregulated. You're dysregulated. Um, <laughs> so that, so he like becomes this could be harder. a experience again. Now. <laughs> yeah, just hypothetically. Um, someone told me. <laughs> um, and I it's think true. that that, it is absolutely and, true. Yeah. And that causes a fission or even, um, and I had this said, and I don't know whether you remember, um, oh, what was her name? Honor Rhodes from, mm. which is one of the first podcast and still my favorite guest. I must get it back in touch with her. And she talked about how, um, and they were doing stuff at the Tavistock, which is kind of counseling in about relationships and adoptive parents' relationships and relationship counseling for adoptive parents. Um, and she said that often when the crap hits the fan, you get this really clear division. You get the person who wanted to adopt and the person who went along with it. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> and, said, and that's not that 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 isn't apparent until it hits yeah. the fan. Yeah. And, mm. um, and you know, and we know that the high by the people who when it does hit the fan, the couples break up. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's definitely couples I know that. Have- yeah, Fiona uh, Fiona Wells was on a few weeks ago. That was her, her story. You know, she talked about the, the the impact of caring for complicated children, mm, absolutely relationships. Oh no, no, that bombshell. No, yeah. no, it wasn't it. Blimey, that's a bit grim. Anyway, shall we call that quits then? Because I feel like we've unpacked a lot of stuff there. I think we've done well tonight. Yeah, I just think um, anybody would criticise us for not, you know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I th- there might be people who are listening to that and thinking to themselves, well, those are just two male shortlist pigs. <laughs> they, they, they've they leaned into stereotypes and they've painted a... heterosexual shortlist pig and a, and a gay so, uh, uh, shortlist pig. Well, yeah. I, I, I hope did. not. Well, no, I think it, we've... We've made caveats to everything we've said. Yeah, of course we do. Uh, we always do so, don't we? We, we always try and cover our backsides. Um, but yeah. the other thing I was just going to say before we ended was I would also be really interested to speak to, and it might be something that we think about, is speaking to a same-sex female couple as well to see to see the dynamics within that as well yes. with the CPV because um, I don't know if it would be a similar situation to myself and Trace where one's more nurturing and one's more, like you say, I don't... <laughs> Disciplinarian sounds wrong because it makes it look like they've got their hand out and they're smacking a child. That's not what, you know, I don't, yeah, yeah. that's definitely not the words that I would use. But, you know, that kind of 
the is that the same and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah or do you get too nurturing people or do you get too yeah i don't i mean i'm not privy to any within same sex and heterosexual couples you get all kinds of different personality characters and things well i mean you thought we had a cleaner and a cook and you know housekeeper and nannies and stuff didn't you when you first met us yeah yeah i I totally leaned into that stereotype (laughs) you know um Oh dear, yeah. Absolutely. Um, on a final note, and um, maybe a few weeks' time, where I think after you come back from your long weekend away, what's it, 10 days? Is it something like that? Seven. It's seven days. Seven days? Day? Oh, eight? Half- oh, maybe eight. Yeah, see, see. Nine. Wait a minute. Bill- 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. Oh, it is nine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, case for the prosecution rests. We go on the ninth. We go on the evening of the ninth. So 10, 11, not 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. No, it is only seven. It is seven. Yeah. All right. Well, on anyway, the 15th yeah. of June, we're talking to um, Sarah Brown from uh, the Adoption Law Centre, aren't we? We are. And we're going to do that as a webcast and we will trail that. But people might want to ask questions because I think that's mm-hmm. really interesting in terms of uh, kind of getting adoption support put in place, but also in terms of, uh, you know, challenging behaviour, getting support. Absolutely. Cool. Is there anything else, any more parish notices we need to maybe look at? No, not really, apart from my doors banged all the way through this, but it's too warm um, to have it open. So if you hear oh, banging it's in the background. Yeah. bitter here in London, but the clocks have not been ringing, have it's they? It's bitter. So that's been good. What, you're, you're cold? I was a bit nippy before we started. What temperature has been there today then? Um, it was 14. It was 12. It was 12 when I left uh, Newcastle. No. We've 12. had 27 degrees here on the west Shut coast your of Ireland. Mouth. Yes. You, oh, you I've been bastard. cleaning the house all day because we've got um, our, our Austrian students come tomorrow. The sweat was literally down the crack of my beep. There's a mental image for you. Why have you told us that? No, no. I've literally burned <laughs> burned my eyes out at the very thought of it. Um, yes, 27 today. Has been all week. Well, Fabulous. there you go. That yeah. is just you jammy dodger. You get Sorry. the rain though, don't you? So, you know, it's the oh, yeah, we do. Around, yeah, yeah, get yeah. The grass is still green, so, you know, ah, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Well, Scott, um, I hope you have a great holiday. Um, and we'll see you on the 15th. And um, 16th. Yeah. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Bon Jovi. Oh, I, I, I intend to do loads that you wouldn't do. Yeah. And, uh, and Jovi, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid boy. Do you think we were manly enough? <laughs> we should do it. Should we, should we do Are the we introduction? Ever? Right, do the right. Try the introduction. Do it in the most manly voice as we can. You start. Go and do it. Do, I'm, go Barry I'm White. going to be channeling my inner Danny Dyer here. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Butch <laughs> Scott. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, welcome to the 166. <laughs> doesn't suit me, does it? Doesn't suit, you know. I, I think it's the accent as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, stick to your day job. I shall. Don't worry. Excellent. Any that. <laughs> anyway, have a good time. I shall. Tatty bye. <laughs>